Thanks for listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. For that, you deserve a holiday with RAA. Win your dream holiday thanks to RAA Travel. Just register at safm.com.au. RAA does holidays everywhere, every day. Book yours today with RAA. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Good morning, South Australia. Day two. Yeah. Good when your security pass still works on day two, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, I couldn't get through on day one, so uh, <laughs> no, I've got a visitor pass at the moment, so I don't know if that's a know, sign of the time. It says visitor. What I do. A, what I, a new guy thing to have do. Have a look at that. I'm not even wearing the lanyard just in case the video picks up because it does say visitor on it. I'll tell you, um, Beck, one thing I am learning very, very quickly about you is that... I know I'm better looking in real life. <laughs> Well, that too, of course. Um, But one thing I noticed yesterday, uh, because we have a little car park Mm. downstairs, and I noticed the other day when we're coming in for a little chat just to Mm. catch up, I sort of was a bit fascinated by your technique to drive into the car park because there's no other cars around, yet it took you three or four goes to get in (laughs) and you go in nose first, still with no cars around, when you could actually have the option to go in backwards so you can drive out easier and make a quick exit. I don't like reversing. Well, I noticed that because (laughs) yesterday, as we left, I jumped in my car and I noticed you come down to your car and it was a simple reverse back out and then turn right and you were gone. It was probably a five or six point turn. (laughs) Now, I can't work out where the spatial awareness issues are with you because if there's a concrete pole, you didn't get within three or four metres of it before you start doing the turn and you go back and forward inch by inch until you get six goes. I'm cautious. I'm just a cautious driver. I, cause, and also, I have a very sensitive beep in my car. It's like, beep, 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 like I'm going to hit it. But you know the beep is there as a warning. The beep isn't there when you hear it that you've got to stop the beep. It's just as the beep gets closer and closer to each other, when it, starts it means to beep, that you're I've... getting close enough to be able to stop and move again. All right. The beep isn't a warning to actually stop going backwards. Is this like how you get through life? <laughs> but you showed off first time. You were just like one arm out the window, reverse straight in. It's a spatial awareness thing, and I don't want to become sexist here in any way possible, but I honestly can remember, because when you go into the fire brigade, you have to do all this um, aptitude testing, and I'm sure that they said oh, that... It's day two ma- he's managed to sneak in that he was a fireman. Well only, done. Well on. done not mentioning it yesterday. Only for 12 years. Um, but there was always this talk that for men... Spatial awareness seems like it's something that comes to them a little easier than women. Don't you overestimate the size of things as a man? (laughs) (laughs) SAFM's Beck and Soda. All right, Batchy started last night, and I'm a big Batchy fan. In right. fact, I used to have parties at my house for the Batchy premieres, but in the past few years, yep. it's kind of slipped off a bit. The ratings have slipped, so obviously mm. they have to go to new lengths to try and attract viewers. This year, yep. not one, not two, but three... Mm. Bachelors yep. are looking for love. That is clearly, do you think, a Hail Mary now that you watched it last night to just try and at least get mm. one of them that people yeah. like? And I mean, I was cooking my baked potatoes last night while I was watching, so mm. I only had one eye on it because you know I'm a whiz in the kitchen. Uh, so we have Felix, who's like this tall, strapping guy with big white teeth to rival yours. Mm. Um, good, Same dentist. Good, good bod. <laughs> Same toothpaste. Um, uh, no, he looks like a good. Wholesome, yeah. Gentleman. He's got the good beard. He's a very strapping looking yeah. young man. I think Felix is a fan of Felix. Oh, really? Um, Thomas, who has a what I thought was an English accent, apparently he's South African. 
And Jed. Yep. Jed looks like he's come straight from the set of Twilight. He's got a kind of vampire look about him. Jed looks a little Travis Barker from Blink-182. He does. Or Machine Gun Ge- Kelly. He was also oh, wearing yeah. double den- double stonewash denim last night, ah, which was the a sight old, to um, That's the Canadian tuxedo, yeah. isn't it? Double denim. So, new format. Not the format where they come along the red carpet. Right. They were each given 10 red roses, and then they went on blind dates that the girls themselves had organised, and then they had to decide at the end of the date whether to give the rose. Right. Jed gave each girl about 30 seconds before he walked out on the date. Really? Well, thank you so much for this. I appreciate it. Have a good one. I'm going to head off, but thank you very much for this. Have a lovely day. Have a lovely day. Had a great time. Have a good one. Thank you for stretching me. Have a great day. Have a go- and he just left them sitting there with their mouths like agape. So he gave no roses? Yeah, and did those he... girls are not going to get any extra Instagram followers. Did he say to one of those girls, thanks for stretching me? Oh, but they did a yoga class. And actually, oh. that, and then he actually went back and decided to give her oh. a rose. Let's cut to the chase, right? For anyone that didn't watch it, there are three blokes there. If there was no James, Mr. Morse, um, would either Felix, Jed or Thomas get a little interest from you? Do you know what? No. Ooh. And my bar's pretty low. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jimbo. But I'm oh, talking like Jesus. in previous years, like your Tim Robards, your Matty J. I yeah. would 100% go there. There was one bloke who smelt funny. I can't remember his name. How do you know? But because I know a few of the girls. Not the honey the badger. I, no, 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 not the honey badger. He Even was the, the honey the, badger was no, hot. There was definitely, because you know in the radio you get to meet a lot of these people and they come in the studio at different times. There was one guy, I cannot for the life of me remember, someone might... But he smelt funny because um, I remember he came in once and all the girls said, he smells a bit funky. Now, I don't know what that means. But then on the show, once someone said that he smelt, he had this weird odor about him. Oh, dear. Mm. Well, I think that's... There were any of these three smells? that's, That's the attraction to watching it, I think, is if you're attracted to the contestants. And right. these... They don't float my boat. Okay. So, essentially... Um, yeah, essentially, you would not bother watching it. Well, well you don't, you're not a newsreader on Channel 10 anymore, so you don't give a rat's no, toss exactly. about the station. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I am interested to know what happens next. So once they okay. got, the ones that got their roses went to the cocktail party. But what we don't know now is whether they have to stick to the guy who gave them the rose. I'm guessing mm. not. Or whether they become a big pool that the three men then select from, or do right. they get to choose their man? Because it is twenty twenty three. Didn't you say two of the three give out an engagement? Yeah, ring? so that yeah, two out of three find love. Right. Um, we've just had some confirmation that uh, that the guy that smelled funky was back in twenty sixteen. Rich, from, oh Richie. Oh, I didn't say his name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it says rumors, rumors. even before the Bachelor aired. These are the notes that are coming up onto our screen from uh, producer H. Uh, even before the Bachelor aired, there were rumors swirling around that some of the women in the house were put off by his oh, odor. Oh gosh. Oh, and what about the other one? I liked. We had yeah. him in a couple of times. Matt um, Agnew, the astrophysicist guy, very smart. I remember him. Yeah, he's the guy with the glasses. Yeah. Uh, remember also too, the first couple of blokes were strippers, weren't they? Blake Garvey, remember that big fella? You keep saying that. I don't know. I'm sure he was a stripper, and then it came out earlier that another one was a stripper. It's they always like... have some dirty laundry around them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know if I'm going to keep watching. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Yeah. I can't been, sing. <laughs> no, you've just been firing questions at me. Um, I have. From because a whole range of different topics. But uh, it's good because I like to get to know you as well, Beck. Cute. It is like Cute. second date. Um, okay, so yes. today's question for you, what was your first job? 
Oh, good one. Uh, well, I had the obligatory paper round, but I don't really count that as a main mm. job. So my first real job was I worked at Hungry Jack's. HJ's. Yeah. Um, I lasted two two different um, little shifts. Didn't like the whoppers? No, there were two things. The the hairnet I had trouble with because I had a mullet at that point. <laughs> I, I was I was in year 10. So what is sort of 15 <laughs> in year 10? So I had the long mullet, but the extension of the mullet at the bottom of the mullet, I had the rat's tail. Oh, so. <laughs> do you have photographic evidence of this? Uh, I, I probably do you somewhere. Need to dig it out. And I also had the ear pierced with the cross hanging off it. You did it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I was a legitimate bogan. <laughs> Absolutely. I never went to a private school sort of bloke with a blazer. Absolutely not. Um, so the hairnet had to sort of tuck that and was fashioned up. I didn't feel comfortable with that. But the smell of the meat in that place mm. made me feel ill. So yeah. after one shift, I went, I just can't handle it's the smell. Because I quite like the yumbos. Because remember the yumbos? They don't have them anymore at Hungry Jack's. It was the, the ham and cheese hamburger. No. Do you remember that? No, because I had a veggie burger. Well, the best, oh, of course you would. The best <laughs> part of those were they weren't touched by the hands of people working in the store. Oh. They were pre-prepared. So you could always realize that there was less people getting their mitts on them. Yeah. So I would eat a yumbo because I knew that. But when the other ones in, you put the burger on the yeah. tray, it stunk. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So where'd you go after HJ's? Well, after that, after HJ's, I went off to a golf driving range. And so it was quite good because you get a little four-wheel motorbike and it's got a cage around it mm. and you just scoot around and you pick up the balls. But what would happen is um, the bloke around it was a bit of a tight ass. So what it quite often would break down. It was a dodgy second-hand four-wheel motor drive, four, um, four-wheel motorbike. So what I'd have to do was put a cricket helmet on <laughs> and then go and walk around with a sand wedge and clip the balls up all by hand As into buckets. As people were whacking them yes. into the drive. Yes. <laughs> And so instead of having the targets out there said 50 metres, 100 metres, 150 metres, 200 metres of people to try and hit the target, they got a moving target. And you know the best part was? They'd all hit off and you'd hear, four, every time they'd hit. And I'd have to cower down. And by the end of a shift, I'd look like I'd been playing paintball. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Peter Malinowskis. Peter Malinowskis. Oh, that's it. <laughs> New show, but old song. We played right that on. to him before. Uh, we have the premiere here on day two, uh, Mr. Peter Malinowskis. Uh, great to see you, mate. How are you going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Soda. Beg, good to see you. Welcome to the uh, SAFM studio, Soda. I know. You sort of settled in pretty well yesterday, as far as I can tell. Well, we got to tattoo Kyle Chalmers. I, so. Unbelievable. Uh, I, oh, so it's our show you were listening to yesterday, Premier? I can, I can confirm that there was a... <laughs> There was a bit of radio flicking going on yesterday, and I did listen in because I thought Soda's made the switch. So, can I ask you, Premier? Of course, because um, you are a man of the people, and I imagine you're a man of the radio people. Do you sort of, you know, have to have a listen in here and there and check what's going on? Because there's a lot going on in this industry. There's a lot. There's been heaps of change over the summer. So, absolutely. Yesterday, there was a bit of playing around on on the band and uh, in the car, in particular. So, I enjoyed it. Premier, tell us about your Christmas, your New Year. Have you had a chance to have a break? Because I imagine there's a lot of Riverland work for you. No, I was working through, so and I always was planning to. Um, so the rivers was clearly the big focus for us mm. over the Christmas New Year period. It's, it's pretty intense. The, yep. I mean, it's a lot of water. Go, mm. I'll tell you a quick stat mm-hmm. that your listeners may not have heard. So every year in South Australia, every single drop of water that is consumed from 1.7 million people across a year mm. Equals 200 gigalitres. So right. every shower, every bath, every dripping tap, every lawn being watered, you name it, across yep. the whole year for the whole state, 200 mm. gigalitres. Mm. Well, that was coming across the border basically every day. Wow. So really? it's a it's a lot of water and it's still coming. So we've already 
substantially down on our peak. That's a good thing. That peak yep. is making its way through the system, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's been pretty intense. But by and large, the preparation mm-hmm. that everyone's put in has worked pretty well. Right. What can we do to help if we don't have a shack and we're not personally affected? How can we support Riverland businesses? Get, get up there. Get up there. And the, the amount of people that have done that across the state, I've, I've got to say, has filled me with a lot of joy watching mm. it. Um, but in the Riverland in particular, so a lot of Adelaideans have popped up to Manham just to check it out, which mm-hmm. is a good thing, buy something from the local shop. Mm. But get up to the Riverland is a good thing to do. So I remember speaking to someone uh, before Christmas as I was talking about this impending disaster, and they said that quite often the after effects of the flood could be greater in terms yeah. of cleanup than even the bushfires we had on Kangaroo Island. So we've announced a, a package for the cleanup that is more, a lot more money than what was allocated to the cleanup following those bushfires. And Jeez. that's because we, we don't fully know yet what the damage is until the waters recede. So, you know, there are park benches floating around, roads being damaged, mm. you, you name it. So, Jeez. but it's, look, like I said, the response from the whole community has been unreal. I'm up to mm. Tail and Ben again. So today, which will yep. be interesting to see as well. Okay. Is the bunyip okay? The bunyip's a-okay. Phew. Never been better. So good. In fact, in fact, like... I got a briefing from the environment department. The yep. ecological and environmental benefit of this is mm. going to be massive. And that's something that's not being talked about because everyone's yep. focused on the devastation quite rightly. But mm. fisheries for the Coorong, right. um, what it does to vegetation, the, the, there are frogs appearing that we haven't seen for years. It's amazing. Really? Yeah. Right. Um, I can tell you, you know, when you talked a little bit about water and not trivialising what's going on for oh, all of our go. friends up there. Uh, what about yesterday? We were talking, uh, Premier, about <clears throat> um, how often you should wash yourself. And Beck said that she sometimes goes two days or three days without having a shower. You're kidding. Where do you sit with that? You've got to. You've got to get in the shower every day, don't you? Uh, absolutely. Isn't, that, isn't that standard operating procedure? It, it's not. I don't do it as a rule, but sometimes I forget if I'm busy and I'm tired. <laughs> forget to wash yourself. <laughs> Can't be serious. It, it, it's standing operating procedure for normal <laughs> human beings, Premier. Look at it, you laugh. Uh, uh, it's true. Look, she, she goes, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're not being serious. That's though. why I'm sitting further away <laughs> from you. Seriously. So, and I, 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 I don't really know I how shower. you forget. I don't know how you forget. Yeah, it's a good Very point. busy. It's like forgetting to eat. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Good point. You brush your teeth twice a day? Yes, I do. My oral hygiene is fabulous. All as right. is yours those, with those t- chompers. Mate, I never have to brush these teeth. These are self brothers I could brush my teeth with charcoal and they're going to stay white forever. Seriously, they are the most ridiculous teeth that have ever been put on there by they a dentist. Are, they're fantastic. It's another story, though. They're, not, they're dazzling, aren't they? They are, they are spectacular. Do you know what? They if there's ever any issues with electricity and you need someone to light the Adelaide Oval, I'm more than happy to stand on the Western stand and just smile. And the fact that they're all natural is what amazes me. <laughs> <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. Soda, I am still recovering from the exhaustion of organising Christmas. And I have been chatting to a couple of girlfriends and a very common theme has mm. been coming through from all of us. Right. And that is the unfair mental load that women carry for Christmas. So I'll give you an example. I started doing the Christmas shopping, which is Mm. unlike me. Maybe a month out, I started ordering things online for the girls, for the three girls. I also worked out what to get all of my nieces and nephews. And there are a lot of them and they're mainly on my husband's side because they're breeders, those Wakelands. No doubt. 
So I country pretty folk. much had it sorted. I had one thing on my list. I wanted a massage gun and I sent him the link so yep. he couldn't stuff it up. Mm. So he's going to Westlakes to pick mm. up one thing, which is my gift. A which is massage the, gun. A massage gun. You know, those, and it's oh, yeah. def, it is a massage gun. Don't go there. He gets oh, back me. from Westlakes and he said to me, all smug, couldn't be happy with himself. Mm. Oh, got some stuff. Stocking fillers for yep. girls as well. I went, mm. oh, you've got some stocking fillers, do you? I've I've done everything. The whole oh, thing's yeah. sorted. And he comes home with stocking fillers. He goes, I got them. I know they need them. I got them swimming goggles. What's and wrong like, with Swimming that? goggles was on my list. I've already bought the swimming goggles. But he hasn't asked me what's on my list. But he was so happy with that one contribution. And every woman that I spoke to mm. said the same thing, that their husbands or partners might put up their hand to actually go and do some chores, do some running mm. around. But it's not the running around. It is the headspace that is dedicated to the gift buying, to the cooking, to the list of what salads you're going to bring or whatever and make sure everything's sorted. Oh. It is so predominantly left to the women still in 2022, that was. Well, you need to train your husband a little better. Did you get your massage gun? I got my massage gun, but I asked for a white one and he got me a black one. <laughs> <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Let's do this. Is it right? Is it wrong? Yeah, we're talking family secrets this morning. It's going to be very hard for Harry to work his way back into the royal family after the revelations that just keep spilling out. First, the Netflix uh, series and now his book. He's doing a press tour. The, um, The tension between the two brothers is getting pretty nasty, isn't it? Because didn't William call Harry the heir to the spare? No. The spare... To the, the, the spare, no, air. the heir to the spare. He did. That's why his book's called Spare. Yeah. So William's essentially saying, mate, you're going nowhere because <laughs> once Charles gets his little gig done, yeah. um, William's going into the seat and there's no way known Harry's going to get a gig. Yeah. So he's calling him the heir to the spare. <laughs> That's a little more than brothers just been lipping back and forward, isn't it? Yeah, look, it's not ideal. And I just feel like it's so sad. And I just think of what Diana would feel knowing that her two little boys were fighting like this. Uh, he's detailed a particular physical altercation that came when uh, William criticised Megan, calling her difficult, rude and abrasive. Apparently, Megan accused Kate of mm. having baby brain, which is a very common thing that Australians would say or Americans would say. But apparently, William didn't take very kindly to it. Uh, and it ended in this physical altercation. I was defending my wife. He was shouting at me, I was shouting back at him. It wasn't nice, it wasn't pleasant at all. And he snapped and he pushed me to the floor. He knocked you over? He knocked me over. Um, I landed on the dog bowl. You cut your back? Yeah, I cut my back. I didn't know about it at the time. But um, yeah, he, he apologized afterwards. It was a pretty nasty experience. I mean, isn't that just brotherly love when they just rip into each other? Brothers beat on all the time. Not at that age, though. Also, what kind of dog bowl do you have that cuts it's your fair, back? You must it's have a really expensive ceramic Royal Dalton dog bowl. Well, normally they're round, aren't they? You would have thought that the edge would have saved his back from that. But it is getting pretty nasty in that situation. Yeah, he's really airing all of the dirty laundry. And so for our right or wrong this morning, we want to know, is it right or wrong to share family secrets? Has it happened to you? Perhaps you shared them and it worked, worked out for you. I don't do you know, know my dad, Phil told me that once he found um, my auntie, so my mum's sister's diary, and when she was younger, this is when my dad was a teenager, and he said that she'd written a couple of things in there that she'd done with a couple of blokes that she probably shouldn't oh, have put out no. there. And he was around around telling everyone, because I was only about 16 or 15 at the mm. time, and uh, it certainly got them very, very 
upset because she was in there saying, look, I've been with this bloke, I've been with that bloke. You've got to keep a list. You've got to keep track of them. <laughs> do you, uh, you do not. <laughs> Mine's a very short list. <laughs> 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 I, I'm quality over quantity. Okay, all right. 13, 10, 16. Come on now. What do you guys okay, think? Right, right or wrong? wrong to share family Is it right or wrong secrets? to keep a list of everyone <laughs> no, that you've We'll do that on Everybody another day. Everybody does it. <laughs> we'll do that don't on Don't tell me day. you don't have a list. Wait, hang on. We were talking about Harry and Megan <laughs> yeah, yeah. here and Megan being the problem. Mm. Do I have a list? That's another question <laughs> for another <laughs> time. Well, um, but it, essentially, Megan has got in the middle of this. This mm. is essentially why this is happening, isn't it? Because no, no, no. No, it's not her fault. No, but the whole feud between the brothers and the whole royal family well, is essentially started, Megan I, being involved I don't and now like, it's split the yeah, family apart. I don't apart. like the fact that she is being blamed for this rift. Anyway, but, right well, or wrong to share your family secrets? Right we don't want to know your opinion on Harry. We want to know whether this has happened in your family. We'd love to know. Is there out there who's actually had a secret shared by a family member you can and tell did us what it the secret is cause you a few problems is it right is it wrong well prince harry is out airing the dirty laundry left right and center at the moment and we've talked about a little punch on that the boys had yeah. because harry was defending his wife megan against william who sounded like he was uh, getting a little antsy what do you call her um oh abrasive and rude i think william was out of line and i don't think he's smelling like roses out of this but i'm not sure i think harry's gone too far is it right or wrong to air your family secrets michelle from westlakes where do you sit here Good morning, Soda. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for that. Um, airing family secrets, what do you think? Absolutely not. Mm. No. And I think it's extremely hypocritical of the two of them to sit there and, you know, attack Megan's dad and say, you know, you can't be doing this. Um, you know, it's not okay. And now look at what they're doing. Yeah. Michelle, every family has secrets. There's no doubt about that. Have any come out in your family or has everyone hold the discretion at a very, very high level? Oh, look, I can tell you that I've actually got a couple of famous um, family members and definitely um, everybody just holds their discretion. There's no family right. secrets. Oh, come on, now you have to yeah. tell us, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle, give us like a clue. Footballers. Let's at least have the chance to guess. What are we talking? Uh, yeah, there's some pretty big ones in there, but uh, no, pretty tight-lipped on all Hang that. On. That's why they're big secrets. Big in Adelaide, big in Australia, big internationally. Uh, both. All right, so she oh, lives hello. in West Lakes, Leighton Hewitt. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Michelle Hewitt, who else is in your family? <laughs> oh, now I want to know who I, know. I want to know. No, she won't share. That. She won't share. That's the key. Michelle. Well, you know what? Yeah, there you go. She's got some good discretion. Kate in Ascot Park, right or wrong to share family secrets? So wrong to share any secrets, but especially not family secrets. All right, Kate, have you been burnt before? Uh, um, yes, my my wonderful mother, mm-hmm. um, my partner and I were trying for years to get pregnant and um, eventually when it happened, we organised this big dinner with all of our friends and family to announce it mm-hmm. and of course the week before my mum, who was just learning to learn, learning to use Facebook at the time, put it on Facebook. No. And- <laughs> oh, Kate, did she so, not realise that Facebook was going? Everyone, she thinks she was sending you like a direct message or something. She, she, I believe she knew exactly what she was doing, um, but she did. She, yeah, she, she did play ignorant a little bit, but right. but then she also kind of 
smirked through the thing and said it wasn't a big deal. Oh, but um, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's my my husband didn't talk to her pretty much for my entire pregnancy, so Ooh. it did cause a little bit of a rift. Yeah, but um, we've patched things up. But um, yeah, definitely should have kept the secret. I think. Yeah. Right. Okay. Jeez, that you know that sort of situation with mums. That would be something my mum would do, mm. where it's like, oh, I didn't realise that I've just <laughs> yeah. typed this out to every. Oh no, I oh, wouldn't know how to do that. And imagine yeah, if you had you the wouldn't. Instagram post ready to go, like with the little Converse sneakers already laid out on the bed, and well, then your mum went and broke it already. Going to do a burnout, and it'd be a big pink <laughs> burnout to reveal oh, the sex of the kids. Sarah from Walkerville. Good morning, Sarah. Uh, any family secrets floating around in your family? Morning, guys. Um, there is. We found a big one, and whether I'm right or wrong to share it, it's hard to say. My sister and I were doing an ancestry, and we found out we don't have the same dad. Oh, um, no. We, we spoke. We went together. We spoke to my mum about it, and she was like, "Don't bring it up. Don't tell anyone. You know, we'll talk about it privately." So the next night at dinner, my sister brings it up in front of our dad at the dinner table, <gasps> and it blew up. So oh, that your no. dad didn't know. No. I mean, one of the dads didn't Hang know. Hang on. Hang on. So well, you, it, obviously your mum knew clearly, <laughs> um, but your, da- your dad didn't know that no. he wasn't the dad to both of you? Oh my God. No, he wasn't. And I'm not going to air too many family secrets out here. No. But, um, oh. yeah. Did you find out who the other dad is? We're... Just we've discussed it with my mom, and now it's we're kind of all going through it now. This is actually oh very God. recent that that just oh, happened. Sarah. But, um, oh, Sarah, yeah, I hope now, you guys navigate your way through that. Um, how's how's your dad? Is he okay? He's okay. I mean, uh, yeah, oh. it, it was shocking to say the least. Whether the dinner table was the right place to bring it up, I mean, was it right or wrong? I don't know. Oh, Sarah, oh, that's some good juicy tea. Oh, Not Sarah, so hey, we wish you guys all yeah. the best as you sort of navigate your way through oh, that. You're being kind, and no, I'm just going I'm, great gossip. Oh, well, it's amazing gossip. <laughs> yeah, and Sarah, thank you for sharing <laughs> it. Thank you, Sarah. My God, how yeah. imagine as dad if that's the way you find out that one of your yeah. daughters isn't your legitimate or, daughter. Imagine if the mum wasn't sure because you know there's a window. She might never have actually known which dad it was. Oh. You know? oh, now you're calling her mum a hussy. No! <laughs> Come on. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh my gosh! Look at these trending topics. Londoners have just taken part in the No Trousers Tube Ride. Why did you read that like a newsreader? Because it's just... Because you're reading it. Because I've got mad skills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why they do this. There's no uh, charity. It's not a fundraiser. Yep. They just do it for a bit of fun because I imagine riding the tube every day can get kind of dull. So what happens? They just whip their strides off and oh. sit there in their jocks. Yeah, they just sit there in, in their really? jocks. and um, But... When Eagle Rock gets played at a yep. party, Soda, are mm. you one of those nuffies no, that I don't. drops your dad? Your Daddy Call song yeah, with Ross Wilson. I've I don't never know. understood that. Well, I've heard Ross Wilson say he doesn't understand why it happens either. It just started. Someone must have started at a wedding or something, they assume, and then people just run around. And quite it is normally at weddings or 21st yeah. or parties. I've seen it happen it at an 18th. Yeah. It happened at my daughter's 18th, and I was like, why do all the boys have their pants down? I don't know. I heard a rumour it started here in Adelaide at um, one of the colleges, one of the uni colleges, that were the first to do it, and then it swept I'm over. sure Ross Wilson said he doesn't even know how it started. I thought it only happened like if you lost playing pool because all your balls are on the table still. Oh, I don't understand men. Just keep like them pants on. Pants down if you've actually you've won a game. Yeah, all right. you've Correct. Okay. Um, Lewis Capaldi, famous for great tracks like uh, Forget Me and this one. Oh, yep. 
I'm very well aware funny, of his work. Very funny Scotsman. Oh. Written some big hits for himself, but also writes songs for other artists. And because he doesn't want to put his name to them in case they flop, yes. in case they're failures, he uses pseudonyms. Right. Uh, and here's him explaining the ones he uses. In Scotland, if you go for a a jobby. That's what that's what it means. Some one of them I use is Anita Jobby. <laughs> Thank you. And the other one is uh, Suka Fat One. <laughs> so basically, he's saying that jobby is another word for doing number twos. Oh, poo. So yeah. So I need to. I Anita. need to. I need to poo. I need a poo. And he's written a song for Cargo and Dean Lewis under that. Right. Pseudonym. And who's the other one? Suka Fat One. So, yeah. I think it is. <laughs> um. Have, do you ever use pseudonyms? Like uh, yeah, I always book things under Chris Jackson because he's a guy I went to school with and it's easy to spell Jackson than Sodastrom if you book a oh, restaurant or something. Also to throw the paparazzi off the scene. <laughs> <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. So, Soda, new to the team. So we are getting to mm. know you a little bit this week. Uh, we talked about your uh, jobs earlier. <laughs> Started out at Hungry Jack's, then went to a golf driving range. <laughs> we know you're a fiery because you won't stop banging on about it. Um, <laughs> but not many people might know that you're actually also a teacher. Well, I did. Yeah, I did teaching at university. And the only reason I did PE teaching was because when I graduated, I wanted to do something in sport because clearly I wasn't good enough to play it professionally. <laughs> so I went and did PE teaching because there was no other sort of jobs back then that were relatable to sport. Mm. So I did that. And also like the, um, the idea of the holidays. Yeah. Oh, did you brilliant. wear short shorts as well? Uh, well, I taught PE. I wasn't going to wear jeans. Was I? <laughs> uh, but the one thing I've got to say, I was a pretty crap teacher because oh. I was probably about 22 when I started teaching and I was teaching in high school. Oh, so 16, a... 17, even 18 year olds. Oh, those girls would have had crushes on you for sure. Well, no, but what would happen is I'd go out and have a drink at a pub with my mates, you know, on a Saturday night and I'd get to school on Monday and they go, oh, sir, we saw you at Joplin's and you're in the, I go, no, it was not there. Joppies. And they go, yes, you were. And for the younger people, Joplin's was this uh, dirty nightclub yeah, on the corner was, of West Terrace and North Terrace many, many many years ago. But you know what the problem was as a teacher, Beck, and you'd know this as a parent, you know, as a parent, you've got to be a parent first and a friend second yes. to your kids. You know, you've got to set those boundaries and you've got to have those guidelines and everyone that's a parent out there knows that. As a teacher, and I think because I was so much younger, I tried to be the kid's cool mate. Yeah, okay. And what would happen was I was just so bad. I'd given them so much rope when it came to actually disciplining them, they would just Laugh at you. Give me nothing. So in the end also too, I'd get thrown in to teach some subjects. Like the first day of teaching I ever had to do was at a place called Mount Carmel Catholic College mm -hmm. in Rosewater. Great school still out there. I really, yeah. really loved it. But I was doing some relief teaching and the first subject I had to teach to fill in for the teacher was religious education. <laughs> oh my God. And I've walked into the class and they've given me the sheets, you know, and these worksheets about Jesus. And I, mean, I know nothing. Like if I walk into a church, the holy water starts to boil. Right? <laughs> and I'm in there. Struck by lightning. Exactly. Teaching teaching these kids about Jesus mm. and I'm thinking this is just no good but I really struggled for a teacher and then I taught at a private school here so if your kids were educated by me at that said private school during that time I apologize because you've wasted every cent of your money this is SAFM's Beck and Soda this is breaking Okay, I read popular songs mm. uh, you know news read a voice and mm. you our beautiful listeners have mm. to pick them. We've got uh, Melissa from Gawler on the line. Mel, do you know your uh, music well? I hope so. 
There's one way to find out. And in the other corner, we have Renee in Andrew's farm. Good morning. Good morning, Berg. How are you? Good. Hi, Trader. Hey, guys. Uh, oh, we've got That's okay. You're allowed to have favourites. It's all right. Of course, of course. Do you have children? Yeah. Do you have favourites as well there? Yes, but they're all my favourites for all different reasons. So I pick like different qualities of why I like them, and then I also do the same things when I just like them too. So you've got to play it even, you know? Yeah, that's a fair point. All right, Mel and Renee, good luck. Your names are your buzzers. This just is. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. Melissa, Renee. Oh, Oh, Mel. Very quick. Anti-hero by Taylor Swift. Right, yes, spot on. Good song. Uh, As it comes out that Taylor Swift's cash, Olivia, (laughs) has been valued at $97 million. The cat is worth that amount? Or she's given it that many possessions that it has $97 million worth of stuff? It's worth that because of endorsement deals that it could get. It's named Olivia after Olivia Benson from... um, you know, crime. Oh, yeah, it's um, CSI. Yeah, thanks, thanks, no, ladies. No, not CSI. What's the show? Olivia Benson. SVU. SVU. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. You can win it Marissa here. Melissa Hargitay. Uh, Renee, you need this one to stay in the game. Good luck. This Justin. Her name is Noelle. I have a dream about her. She. Melissa. Hey, <laughs> Mel. Uh, it's Teenage Dirtbag by Woody. Yeah, there is the win. Well done. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Now, checking the pulse on SA, it's the Soda Stream. Uh, what you need to know about what's happening in our town right now, uh, Rebecca Morse, there is a film being made here in Adelaide. Mm. It is called Emotion is Dead. Now, you think of some of the great films that have been made here in South Australia. If I can cast your mind back, now, you may not remember this, and I'm sure I'm a, a few chicken. people listening may. There's a film called Bad Boy Bubby, oh, and yes. it was made uh, in 1993. It was disturbing, and it was about Bubby and his mum, Florence, and a rather inappropriate up. lifestyle yeah. that Bubby had because she'd kept him in his house for 35 years. And she was still breastfeeding him, wasn't she? When he was 35, yeah. yes, I think so. Anyway, that film was a big sort of cult hit yeah. filmed out in Port Adelaide. Um, well, there's a film, The Motion is Dead, as I said. Uh, it's described as a cross between Bad Boy Bubby and Snowtown. And have you watched Snowtown? Uplifting. No, I covered Snowtown as a reporter. I don't oh, need to watch did you? it. Yeah. Well, look, the film was pretty amazing because obviously we know the atrocities that happened, but a lot of those aren't actually in the film. There's only one really violent scene, mm. but that sort of represents all of the atrocities. Yeah. Really well shot. It was shot around Elizabeth, around the shopping centre. In fact, I think they found some of the actors straight out of people in oh, Elizabeth wow. shopping centre, which is a little how filmmaker Pete Williams has found his people to make emotion um, is dead because mm. it was being shot last night. There was a scene shot at the Royal SA Yacht Squadron at Outer Harbour. Yeah. Uh, I know Pete. And he said, do you want to come along, mate, and be in a movie? And I said, well, I don't know why you need me, but what it has led to, he said, if you come along and help me out and be in this film, I will guarantee that one of the SAFM listeners can come on the movie and have a line. <laughs> Wow. Seriously. We could make a movie star out of something. We are going to make one of you a movie star. Um, but I actually had a line in the movie last night. So we were there from 6.30 last night until 2.30 this morning. That explains the bags under those eyes. Correct. I carry my groceries in those babies. <laughs> I've got to say, I reckon we made probably at most... 30 to 40 seconds of the movie last night in about eight hours. Can you tell us what your line was? Yeah, it was um, not a lot of those around here. 
<laughs> That's it. I had to say that line. Not a lot of those around. Or not a lot of that around here. Not a lot of that around. I just, I've already forgotten it because I'm deliriously tired. I reckon I delivered that line about 60 times with the camera up close, far away on this angle. And so essentially we were on a boat with these really bad dudes, Wayne and his mates, and I was Wayne's mate number three. <laughs> so you'll be in the credits as Wayne's mate yes, number three? Wayne's mate number three. But we had to film it. What was quite remarkable is... I had to say that line, and there are a few different lines with different people saying them, but they had to shoot that line about with four or five different camera angles and about 30 times with each camera oh angle. So by the end of it, you're just sitting there rolling it out again. Um, but it was fascinating watching how they make this movie. So around town, they've actually shot at the Holden Factory, and there's some amazing scenes. They showed me some of them at the Holden Factory, which mm. looks sensational. Um, also at Crybaby, you know, there's a bar in the city. I've never been. I went to go there once, and there was a really long line-up. And so I gave up. You couldn't get in? <laughs> get Did you in. sneak your way no, to the front? No, I don't do that. Well, <laughs> the thing is there, at Crybaby, they filmed the big punk scene. So what we're going to do later in the week is give you the chance to have a line mm. in the movie. So, you know, think some of the great lines in movies. I mean, there's this one with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. That's the one. You can't handle That's the truth. Better than we don't get a lot around that. Not a lot of that around here. Yeah. And then, but did you practice it, you know, like in Seinfeld, this line? Boy, these pretzels are making me thirsty. These pretzels are making me thirsty. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Yeah. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> George is the best. But it was like that. It was like... Not a lot of not a lot of that around here. Not a lot of that around here. Not a lot of um, that around here. Not your first movie role, of course. You were famously in this. Okay. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. A new way to wake up. Get SAFM's Beck and Soda anywhere, anytime on the free listener app. SAFM.